You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. back to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. And today I've got my sister queen on here with me. Y'all straight out of getting her BFA, graduating with honors and magna cum laude, she booked the starring role in the international and national tour of Bring It On and Memphis. She's done numerous off-Broadway productions, numerous regional productions, um, including, I think this is like really cool, the regional premiere cast of Sister Act at a Gunquit Playhouse. I remember those auditions. I, it's just like so, she was in that. Um, I met I met her at an audition for The Bodyguard, and I remember the light and the confidence that came with the whole package that she is. Y'all, please help me welcome Zuri Washington. Yay! Hi. Hey! What's up? <laughs> nothing. I mean, like, literally nothing, but also figuratively nothing, because obviously <laughs> we're in the middle of nothing happening in the world. But, like, you know. Right. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, Celicia. I'm so happy to see your face. I see so few faces these days, even on Zoom. So, right. No, so super real. I'm like, I'm so happy to see you. And it just feels like even just like being able to sit down and talk with you for a minute, like, yeah, we're doing a podcast, but like just the fact that we can edit anything out, it just makes me feel like we're having coffee. We can say like, we can catch up and just see your face. I'm so happy to see you right before we were pushing record. We were talking about like real life things and our unemployment finally coming through. It's like, it's a real freaking thing. I just got a call from the (laughs) freaking office today. It sounds like you had just gotten a call and it's like, this pandemic is, it's a real, it's a real thing. It's, it's real. And I, Like, I always expected it to take, like, once this all started happening, and once I realized it was going to take much longer than anybody had projected and all that stuff, I was like, okay, it's going to take me a while to get uh, through to unemployment and to do this, that, and the other, whatever, whatever. I was like, totally fine. I was fine with waiting four months. I was like, maybe even five or six months. But lo and behold, I, up until 
uh, I guess last week was the last week of February, or sorry, of January. And I, 10 months, I waited. 10 okay. full months. <laughs> okay. So really the reason why I just brought this up right now is I wanted to know, and I want whoever's listening to also know, how did you get through? So I applied, I like, I will make this part of the story like really short. I applied through New Jersey though, because the last place I worked at was paper mill. And so I, I spoke, I did everything correctly. I talked to the sister act production. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> work. Just work, girl. Work. So I was at, like loved paper mill. Great. Like for the time that we were there anyway. But um I uh so New Jersey was the last place I worked and I was like, cool, I'm applying in New Jersey for a multitude of reasons. It was the last place I worked and it has one of the highest rates in the country for unemployment. So I was like, yeah, this makes sense on multiple levels to apply here. Little did I know that because eventually what I found out is that because New Jersey has such a high rate that people were applying there that just had no business applying there. And so my uh, claim got lost in the midst of all of that. And then, and so it was a, a nightmare. And I was like, should I go to New York? But I'd heard stories from people that, for example, worked at Oregon Shakespeare Festival and they were there for 10 months. So they applied in Oregon and Oregon was like, no, you needed to apply in New York. And New York was like, oh no, you needed to apply in Oregon. And then, oh. then they canceled their claims and said, oh, you need to apply again in like six months or something like that. And I was like, I don't have time for that nightmare to happen. But look, but I was, but I was still waiting the same amount of time. So then back, yeah. back in December, I was at my wit's end. And I finally was like, you know what? I don't care what happens. I need to see what what's going to happen if I apply in New York. So I applied in New York. New York got back to me within like, within a week, I got mail telling me what my weekly benefit rate was and Great. all this other stuff. Then Jersey kind of was like, oh yeah, you, okay. So he, he, this is what you, this is what you, <laughs> they were like, this is what you need to do. Mind you, this I've called them all the time since like, at least August. I gave them a long time. I called all the time since August. But then, uh, it, so then they were like, oh, by the way, so we're not doing calls anymore. So you need to put this through on this form that we're going to send you. So they send me the form and I fill it out. And when I look at how they determine my weekly benefit rate, they, Salisha, I worked for the 18 months prior to the pandemic. I had 10 plus jobs. Why are you telling me, New Jersey, that you only see one job? on my entire claim. How is that possible? So I got the lowest weekly benefit rate because they were like, you haven't worked enough. And I was like, I can't, like, I, I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I was like, you know what? And then so getting through to New York, what people had done before, and I'd heard about this, but I tweeted and the, I, I uh, messaged them you on Twitter. Tweeted? Yeah, it's literally crazy. New York really did a great job in revamping their system. There's still problems, of course, but they've done a great job in revamping the system and being able to contact them via a Twitter message. Oh my gosh. See, that is the stuff that I'm like, what? Because my benefits ran out um, in like November or something, or if there was a glitch in the system, I don't know. Okay. And so I'm like trying to get through, trying to get through, calling, getting up early. Girl, I don't get up early. I've never... I'm still on a Broadway schedule and even I ain't got no job in 10 months and I'm still like, we're not getting up. And so I would call them. It's like 7.59 every day. Got through to nobody. It was actually pretty demoralizing. And I was like, what am I going to do? I ended up writing my local congressman. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And they got back to me. They actually got back to me and they forwarded my stuff along 
And then today I got a call from unemployment. So I just say that to say, because I know like it's happening to you, it's happening to me. We are not the only ones, especially in this industry. It's like, what do you do when you can't get through to anybody? So you better rhyme. Huh? I said, you better rhyme. You better. <laughs> Shut up. You can't get through. Oh, speak. Yes. Shut up. You better preach out of you. What do you do when you can't get through? You tweet. You said a sweet. I said, what do you do when you can't get through? You call the Congress. I, I got nothing. You call the congressman. <laughs> oh. Okay. So one of the reasons why, thank you for sharing that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm adding that to my list of things of how to get in touch with the New York state. Freaking tweet them for crying out loud. Um, uh, one of the reasons why I was so excited to like talk to you is because you posted something about, first of all, a, a few reasons. First of all, you can wear a wig. It is a moment when you, Zuri, when you walk into a room and you've got this big hair, it, it, it looks like yours. You look fantastic. I'm like, the first time I met you, I'm like, oh God, who is that? Like literally, I'm like, who is this goddess? Like this freak of nature. So definitely we will be talking about that. But also you posted something on Facebook about a a biracial girl that you're babysitting. Something about her hair. Have you guys, can you tell me about her? Yeah. Um, So she is, I'm I'm not saying her name for like her, her her mother's very big about like, please don't mention my child's name, but in anything. But, um, but yeah, so she is five years old. She's turning six next week. She's very excited. But um, she is like such a ball of energy and she's so lovely and has way too much like physical energy and <laughs> jump on you at all times. And she's very active. But um, I, I, when I first met her, which was back in November, um, one of the first things I noticed about her, like, I mean, it's, it's the black girl in me. I was like, what's up with her hair? Like, I was just like, hmm, because it was in pigtails, but they were kind of messy. And I was like, hmm, okay, I don't know what's going on here. It looked it looked uh, matted in the back. Okay. And so I was like, hmm, what is this? What is this about? So then I started, like, asking the mom. And the mom is the one who is white. I think she, she's Jewish, white Jewish. Um, and the dad is black. And um, I think... From, from all the stories and all the conversations that we've had, they usually take her to a salon kind of thing, or they had uh, someone coming to their house once a week. But then when the pandemic hit, they don't know how to do with her hair. They just don't, neither one of them knows what to do. And I think uh, something that I have been like researching on their behalf and for me, my, myself as well, like m- my mother's a hairstylist. And oh, we're like, so I've been, I was very uh, fortunate and very uh, uh, spoiled <laughs> with when it came to like getting my hair done. And my mother did my hair from the time I was like six to nine months old. You know, she always nice. she pulled it back into braids or put it into puffs and whatever style at the time, barrettes and whatnot. So I was always used to my hair getting done to the point that I, I'm not a tender headed person. It doesn't bother me. You can touch my hair like with my permission, but like, <laughs> right. But you can like touch my hair and pull it and it's not gonna like bother me. Like even like, even if you like really tug on it, but she can barely stand like 
she she was scared of my put, me putting my fingers in her hair because she associates so much pain with doing her hair and she doesn't like the sensation of water on her neck she doesn't like she doesn't like her hair being uh uh, the, she doesn't like the moisture that comes with doing her hair. And I keep trying, what I have been attempting to explain to her is that hair like ours needs that moisture. And your hair, I, she loves it to be in these pigtails. And I was like, your hair will fall out of your head at some point in your life if you do not learn this right now. And I I, I really, I, I hope that when I'm not no longer able to like be with her <laughs> as, a, as a permanent fixture in her life, that they're able to continue this or at least get some basic stuff done. But then the knots and tangles in this girl's hair, like I'm still dealing with a lot of it because prior to when I met her, they hadn't washed her hair in more than three months. <gasps> oh, and that's like because she cries every oh. time. They like so so they're scared, you know. They're scared, yeah, yeah. And, and they don't want to put her through the trauma and all this other stuff that I totally understand. Yeah. But at some point, you just got to do it. And I was like, I was like, listen, yeah, I really think. I'm going to try to do her hair once a week. Like, even if it's like just detangling the ends, even if it's just redoing the the little pigtails and stuff. And, um, wow. you know, it's just been like a real journey <laughs> to try to, um, cause I've never experienced, like my hair has never been tangled like that. It's just never been like that. So I, I, I've, I, I didn't even know the, the uh, not the vocabulary, but I didn't even know like, the steps to take to to get to this child's like the roots of her hair um if i could like if i could show you a, a picture you right now I, i'm so happy because even though the middle part is now tangled so like the roots are clean but the middle part's kind of tangled now but it's kind of like the knot is moving slowly down to the end wow, wow. And, and i like which which is frustrating but very exciting because i was able to get the the circle the hair tie closer to her scalp so now she can wear earmuffs and now <laughs> and now she can like wear headbands because she couldn't wear them and she, I I don't even think she has a, a helmet for like her scooter and stuff she couldn't wear it for months because they could not get it over her like her head she has so much hair oh my god it's like um down to her if I stretch I stretch it when I'm doing it sometimes it goes down to her mid back. Oh, okay. So she's got a lot of hair. And um, is it the texture? Is it like tight, tight curls? Is it 4C? Is it 3C? Is it, do you know? It's like, I would say like, like 3C, 4A. It depends on where in her, like it's a mix. Okay. So then I can relate because I have like 3C, 4A. And yeah. there was a, a few times in my life when she tried to get a little mad at honey. And it's, <laughs> It's hard when it mats. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's a whole different level than just being tangled. Yes, exactly. And so, like, I um, I think they were very fortunate when she was younger. Her curl was looser, so they didn't have to deal with it the same way that it needs to be dealt with now. But now now it's too late. And now she's <laughs> totally a nightmare about it. And I tell her this all the time. Like, little girl, you are a nightmare. Um <laughs> And, uh, and, um, she, and we've gotten to the point, she doesn't cry anymore and it's great that she doesn't cry anymore. And she, the other day she said something, um, uh, I was like, oh my God, your hair is a nightmare, but oh my God, I wish that I had this hair. You have so much beautiful hair. And she was like, well, you do have, 
she said, you do have hair like mine. It's just shorter. And cause she, and I was like, that's really cute. Like she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't like get it. I'm not going to explain like curl patterns to her. Cause she's right. But, 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 but she acknowledges, um, that there's like something that makes us the same in that we are both black in some way, shape or form. And sometimes I, I feel like they don't talk to her all the time about like, being black they're very like they're very positive like the, the mom buys so many books she's like little black girls on the cover it's like you know she's trying her best but i don't know if they talk outright about it and have actual like full conversations about it um in right. the in the way that um i would or in the way that most black parents that i know or black moms specifically cuz I, I don't i don't i don't blame the, the mom she's doing what she, the best she has pin straight hair and she's like I don't know right. it's like what do you do when you are like I can't even like I'm I know this sounds so basic but I've never had kids of my own and both of my parents are black it's not I've never really put myself in anyone's shoes if like if you are white and a baby comes out of you and she's definitely black because it's not the it's never the opposite it's not like okay i'm a black woman and then your baby comes out straight up white like there might be so, like they might be very light skin they might right. have a looser curl but it's always like it the the black genes kind of could become kind of dominant <laughs> right especially when it comes to specific things uh, yes. and, and hair is one of those things hair is one of those things yeah and so i i I, I, I really tried to work with her and slowly with like, I, I, I'm hoping it's hard because I don't think that they have the time that it requires. Like I watch on YouTube uh, a bunch of families, but there's a couple families where there's like a white adoptive parent um, and uh, white, I think a white family in general, but the white mom in specifically is like, this is what I do. And this is how I learned, et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, what's it black hair, vanilla care, like those kind of things. Um, and she does such, and that woman does such a great job. And I'm like, but she spends, she's like, it's wash day. So we are spending like three to five hours or whatever, detangling, sitting the child in front of watching their favorite show, detangling, making right. sure I, I twist it and then do this. And then I put, she put the, this be these beautiful like cornrow styles or braided styles. And like, she does such a great job. And I know it's hard, but I really, I really, 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 really need parents of multiracial families to like, the minute they know, especially that when they're having a girl, but even if you have a boy, when you know you're having a child of any kind of color, you need to know how to handle that hair. Right. Like, or you need to like ha have someone go step by step with you. So just in case a, a, a national epi epidemic or pandemic happens again. <laughs> you're like not in the total dark. You're not in the dark and freaking out. <laughs> We'll be right back right after the break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day 
at sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, for you, do you think you want kids one day? Like, I've kind of put it out of my mind because the world is in such a poor place in general. And I I don't think that I want to bring a child into Okay, can we talk about this? Because I agree with you, like 100%. And I literally had said, like, if... This person wins the election. I don't want to bring a little black boy into that world. And if this person wins the election, I could maybe, I could mess with that. We could do something. But you know what? Somebody said a very interesting point to me, Zuri. What? He said, okay, wait, okay, wait. Stick with me. Stick with me for a second. I'm here. All right. Because I literally said what you said, because it makes sense. It's like this world is nuts. I don't want to bring anybody into this. However, what if... Okay, I'm being very generalized here. What if all of the good people are like, man, there are so many bad people in this world. I am not bringing anybody into this world. So the good people stop reproducing and all the bad people are like, whatever. And they have all the kids. (laughs) <laughs> That's usually what happens. And I, I, I'll put it in even in, in more like, uh, not, not as like. Good, bad. bad. Yeah, good, bad. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a bad example, but <laughs> example, but that's but that's kind of what ends up happening. But like, um, but at the end of the day, uh, when people, uh, you know, the more educated people are, the less children they have. Oh, just that's just what tends to happen because you're like. Uh, either it's because they're focusing on their careers. Who knows the reason? Interesting. They're okay. focusing on their careers or they're like, or they know about birth control. They know uh, like how to prevent those things from happening. So they don't have like eight to 20 children. Right. There's not as many farms today. Like right. I, I, I do know some very smart people with like a lot of children and Which, that is a thing. Right. But I get what you're saying. It's like, back in the day, you need to have those children because your world is like literally taking care of the farm, at least for my family. Right. And like my dad is one of uh, nine. Um, and so like it, it, as time has wore on, we can't figure out how to pay for these kids. Like our, our right. gen- <laughs> like our generation. <laughs> We can barely pay for ourselves. Barely pay for ourselves. I bring in a child that costs two hundred thousand dollars before college. Oh my gosh! So, so you know, um, but even even just having the but 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 yeah, generally speaking, um, you know, if you bring education to to villages in Africa or third world countries, people tend to have less kids because they have possibly more ambitions to do something else, even if it's not career related. Maybe it's just like, I just don't want to have kids. And I realize that there's something outside of having kids to, f- to fulfill my life or to make my life um, seem important, because that's really uh, why a lot of people have kids. They're like legacy. 
Oh yeah, that's nice. They want, they want something to be here when they're gone, that's and cool. most and most people don't don't have the benefit. I was just watching what was the um that Netflix docu series about uh, what's her name? The one uh, so the uh, this, uh, the white lady with the um, Princess Diana? Huh? No, no, no! Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the, old, the older white lady, my the queen. Brain. No, oh my god, you're so silly. No, this, this like she's like a Jewish. Uh, she lives in New York, and she's very much like a staple of the city. I see her on the, like I've seen her on the street like multiple times in my life. Um, really? No. Who? You're Who so. Is- wait, hold on. It's a. I'm gonna like Google it while I'm like thinking about it. It's a docu series. My brain is like. Oh, it's uh Fran Lebowitz. Fran Lebowitz. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was talking. Uh, she was kind of talking something about that. That's what it's reminding me of that uh, conversation she had with Martin Scorsese in it. And I, um, I'm trying to remember my train of thought. Honestly, I wait. Hold on, because Google <laughs> Google distracts me a lot. Um, <laughs> I did not help. I'm so sorry. I was like, wait, the Queen and Diane, <laughs> like that white lady. Yeah. Of course, Queen or someone British is definitely someone British and not someone from this country. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. okay, if you don't remember, do you remember? Um, it. Oh, let me let me try for two seconds. Okay. No, I don't remember right now. I'm. It'll, okay. You were saying. I don't know if this will help or not. You were saying that you had put it out of your mind for a little bit about having kids. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I put it's it going out of way mind. back, but no, it's okay. <laughs> um, I put it out of my mind because even if, like, like so, so Joe Biden won, great, whatever. But that's only one, and I don't know what what the what the trajectory we're going on, and also is the is the world going to be saved by then? Because the country aside, are we going to be able to breathe the air in 50 years? I don't know. So I don't want to, I have beautiful nieces and a nephew that's coming and like other things uh, that, uh, that I can put my energy and attention into and give them all of my love or whatever affection. I, I don't think that it is in the cards for me in this lifetime to have kids. Really? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because unless I can make that decision when I'm like, which I could, but like, unless I can make the decision when I'm like 40. Or, I mean, or that's like a possibility. Possibility, but that's late for having kids. And I know. I know like I'm exhausted. I get exhausted babysitting and I'm still in my 20s. So like, <laughs> I mean, we still got like a lot of I like knock on wood but we still kind of have time to decide I know but I I think that or for me right now the decision is pretty final because it's not going to be like it's not going to be like a spur of the moment decision for me so I in five years maybe I'll revisit it and be like okay in a few years I'll do this but I also have like multiple plans like I'm like that that are you know I, I to, I've told my boyfriend for years I'm like you can't propose to me until I officially get on Broadway and not Broadway national tours it has to be on Broadway so like until that happens that I'm not getting married like I'm not like these these are things that I interesting like, I have a process that I would prefer 
to happen before I feel settled enough and secure enough, both like spiritually, emotionally, mentally to, to then bring like another life into the world. And so like, that's why I have dogs and I love my dogs, but, and I can give them all of my focus and love, but like, it's, it's hard, it's hard to be a parent and it's hard to be a parent now especially not even because of like political climate, just in general, it's just like the internet and right. Like all, all that stuff, the children that I babysit, like not just the ones that I babysit now, but just um, in the past, the children are addicted to the internet and addicted to their, they're like, they're basically like crackheads. And I, I say right. that. With love. <laughs> I mean, but it's hard if, if your parents are also addicted and don't exactly. really, right it's and don't good. really want to deal with it and they're just like here's the phone if that will help you to stop crying then it's kind of we're all we all got to get out of this hole this addiction hole yeah oh there was something else i just wanted to ask you now i lost my train of thought <laughs> blame mercury mercury's in retrograde so is it mercury shoot man what oh dang it oh i hope it comes back to me if your boyfriend begged you, Zuri, if he was like, Zuri, you're the best thing since chicken tenders, fries, and a Sprite. You are my happy meal. Honey, this, this, and that, and the other, and yada, yada, yada. Please give me a baby. What would you do? Um, I would be like, no, I think we have to break up because I can't do that for sure. Like, I can't. Like, I told him this years ago. I was like, if you want kids, you need to be with someone else because I can't give you a yes or a no. Like, I like definitively. And like now I've said recently, like, I'm like, probably not. It's not going to happen. So, like, if you need kids to feel fulfilled or whatever, it's I'm not the one. <laughs> I'm not the one. And it's unfortunate and it sucks. But that that's like, those are like, there's very few like huge deal breakers in relationships, like really catastrophic ones. And kids is one of them. We can't get married and be like, okay, so now we're married. So now that we're married, can all the things that you said change? (laughs) And so real. And no. So So, Um, this is just like a slight sidebar. There was like years when I was like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And there was a man who I will not say his name, um, but I was in love with him for so long mm-hmm. and I knew that he didn't want kids and I'm not going to say he led me on, but like low key, passively, he kind of led me on and he finally was like, yeah, I don't like you. And I was like, oh shoot, that sucks. We're not going to get into that part of the story, but like, I think I realized that part of me was saying that I didn't want kids for so long because I knew he did not want them. And now that I've kind of been released from under his spell. Right. I think I kind of want them. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Which is fair. Like, I, I don't, like, I place no value judgment on if people want kids or not. It's like, it, it, you do what makes the most sense and makes you the most comfortable with yourself at the end of the day. Right. Just for me, I know seeing where we're going and like we are in the midst of a civil war right now and like I just don't I I just I I cannot fathom 
I just can't fathom doing that to anyone conscious uh, consciously on my part and being like, yeah, let's like, let's do this. Like, let's have, let's have kids. Cause nothing's wrong. <laughs> nothing's wrong with the world. And we're like, so, you know, it, I, it's neither here nor there for other people. Cause like people have to have kids. Otherwise like the world's going to die out. <laughs> but, right. But, but that being said, I, I might not mind adopting, but oh. I'm like, I could be persuaded to do that, but having my own kids, I don't think is in the cards. Interesting. Okay. So, um, I do want to ask you about, your wigs. Yes. Um, they're so fierce. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but when I was on tour with Beautiful, I traveled a literal bucket of wigs. That's like uh, they had a I had a whole section of just my wigs. Do you have a lot as well, or do you just have like a favorite one or two that you like to use? I have a favorite few. I'm very frugal at the end of the day, so I don't like I love to spend money, but I also know that I love to spend money. So I try to prevent myself from spending money. Right, right. I'm like, if anybody asks me, I'm poor. I'm like, I ain't got money. You want to do what? I can't do that. I can't go out. Shut up. <laughs> the only way we can hang out is by going to a bar. Uh, is it okay if I just sit there? No. Okay. Then I can't go out with you. I, I, I'm just not going to go, you know, that's how I've always been. But, um, but when it comes to, uh, I would love to have, if I had space, I would have like probably a good like six to 10 wigs, but I don't have space. Like, and that's like minimum, <laughs> minimum six to 10 wigs. And like, but I just don't have the space to put them all and hang them properly or put them on heads the way that I would want to. Like if I'm going to really go in on those the, the wig thing I would really want like a, a, a full closet where two shelves are for my wigs and then like the other shelves are for shoes and then, like that's my that's like my perfect closet but I just don't have the space right now I have about I think I have four wigs I have four wigs and I really want I've been trying to like play with sh uh or think about playing with short hair um oh, my favorite um, not that I don't think it would look good on me. I just haven't found a style yet that I'm like, yes, this is my style. And this is right. like, you know, so, um, but I mostly, I just like big wigs. I like hair and it I look so good on you. When I was in college and I did my first like performing gig um, outside of school and stuff was uh what was it called? It was, oh, like, like a theme park. And so we had like four or five wigs for the four or five different characters or things that we were doing and like all that stuff. So, um, I, I got to like experiment with a lot of wigs without me having to pay for it. Um, nice. and, so, and so I was like, Oh, this is how this look. Oh, this, Oh, okay. I see what like, and I, I realized, and as someone told me, they were like, you look really good in all of your wigs you have a face that was like meant for wigs. Yes, you do. And, um, and I don't say that as like a, like <laughs> pat myself on the back. Kind no, of it's thing. a thing. Not everybody has that. So own it. Yeah. So I, 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 but I love big hair. Cause I've always wanted like Rapunzel down to my butt, like <laughs> not straight hair per se, but just like a lot of hair. I love volume. I like, 
like Donna Summer wigs and like that, yes. those kind of styles. And um, like, I have like a 4C texture. So it's hard for me to find. I, there's one wig that I have that is like my favorite wig and I can't remember where I got it from. Oh, that is the I, worst. I know it's the worst. I literally like uh, searched in my e- in my email to be like, did I buy it on Wigs Buy? Did I buy it? Like, I cannot find this wig for the life of me. I have been there. That is the and worst. It's such a good wig. It's such a good, it looks like if my hair were to grow out and I was like styling it and stuff, that's what my hair would look like. Most people think it's my hair. And, um, it's so good and I'm able to like twist it and do like cute buns in the front or like dumb things with them. And I just, I, <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that. I love, love, love that wig. But yeah, I love, I love hair and I, I love my hair too. I use my hair all the time, but I also. That's the thing, Zuri. Like, and that's what I'm so impressed by you and like, so like a little in awe too. It's you have these great wigs, but also you've got such a great head of hair underneath the wigs. And when I first met you, that is what one of the other girls who was auditioning with us, I don't remember who, had said. They were like, oh my gosh, have you met Zuri? You don't know Zuri? Oh my goodness. Like, And they were like, she's got the best wigs. And guess what? She's got her, the best Afro underneath her wigs. I'm like, wait, wait, wait what it's just kind of fun to me it's just another way to like black women are magic it's like we are so versatile you can throw on a wig and also you don't have to if you don't want to and you still have a freaking fierce ass mane (laughs) like it's such a good expression of self. Like I've oh, I I've had I was born with thick hair. Like my my mother like tr- the way my mother treats my hair. It's she's like it's like her own. She's like cultivated it over over the years. Um, but like um but yeah, I just I really um sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to be like what 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 does a cheerleader look like? So that, like if I'm if I'm being a cheerleader or whatever, so I have like long wavy hair. Uh, but then if I'm like, oh, but what if she? What if I'm, what if I'm being like a sassy high schooler? Then I'm like I'm wearing my own hair, and it looks like it. A, it makes me look a little younger usually. Younger. Yeah. Have my own hair. Um, but but then like you know, but if I'm like I'm glamorous. I, I will go back and forth, but usually I'll wear like my really big hair, my really big wig, or I'll pick out my fro. It just takes more time. Depends on the time that I have and the, right. what I, but it also depends on what auditions I have during the day. I will plan out my auditions and be like, okay, so the first two auditions I have today, I am wearing this wig. And then the second two auditions I have this day, I am taking out this hair or no, not even taking out the hair. Sometimes I'll just have the twists. And then the last auditions of the day, I will take out twist and be like okay my hair is out (laughs) yeah and and that's how i progress throughout the day where are you from i'm from the bronx you've always like grown raised in the in new york in the bronx yes Mm -hmm. okay so i'm asking because like i have seen you show up to auditions when you show up you show up okay (laughs) and so i'm from california and I, i a lot of girls in california when they show up they show up like you are coming with a full beat, full hair and makeup. You are ready to go. It doesn't matter if it's five in the morning and you're waiting to sign your name on a list or whatever. Like the girls in California do that kind of thing. And a, and a lot of girls in New York, not everybody does that. New York has a very different, like a this lot of, yeah, it's like, this is what I am. This is who I am. This is what I look like. And it's like a different kind of grit and it obviously works, but it's very different than girls showing up from California who are like, and I look beat. 
but I'm asking because like you have that energy of like, not only am I prepared for this audition, but like, I'm going to look better than anybody. You look so good. I wish I could be like, okay, what audition is this? Is Zeri going to be there? Man, let me put a lash on. Shoot. Let me. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Like, seriously, it is such a thing. I'm like, oh, man, I got to step my game up for this. Dang. Like, I just like different sets of eyelashes for depending on what it is. I'm like, okay, so if this for this, then I have to wear like my va va voom eyelashes, my three all ones or something. But then, <laughs> but then if it's like, oh, I'm just like a very, I'm I'm a lawyer. I just wear my like my baby lashes just to just so you know they're present. They're there. They're but, there. But but um because I got eyelashes that curl into my face. But um but I don't know. I've always I've I've auditioned since I was. 14 um and like like actively but also I also knew at a young age I was like I'm not gonna get in this show because I'm 14 but most people don't know that I'm 14 at that age they're like oh maybe she's like 18 19 possibly um because when I was younger people thought I was older now I'm older and people are like are you 12 Oh, I mean, not like, a bad thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how this works and the laws of physics and this Benjamin buttoning that's happening. But that's fine. It's so okay. I'm getting called in for the mom recently. I'm like, what? Oh, no, that I doesn't make any sense. I get called in for the mom a lot. Like literally, <laughs> I've been trying to plan my trip to California because I don't want to be by myself for my birthday. I'm like, if I get there at this time, I'll be done quarantining by this time. Then I can hug my parents by this time. And I got a callback, which is a good thing for an audition that I was like, I'm not going to get this. I don't mind sending in a tape because I'm not middle-aged and I'm not a mom. And all these names of people who have auditioned, there's no freaking way. And I got that email. I was a little insulted. I was like, excuse me. No. Every once in a while, I get something that's like, "This character's in her 30s," but mom, I haven't gotten mom yet. That's crazy, and I don't know if that. Maybe I, honestly, maybe your agent's just like cooler than mine and just gets you a lot more stuff. But like, I that's that's really crazy to me because I don't see like wrinkles on your face at well, any way, shape, or form. I mean, I could technically be a young mom, but if I'm gonna be a mom, I want to be like a cool mom. Look, Cool. <laughs> we'll be right back right after the break. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Before I let you go, because I know we are like, I could talk to you for a very long time. I'm like, oh my gosh, Zuri, you're, you just feel like home. Oh. I just, love that. It just feels like, why don't we do this more? Um. Before we go, I have to ask you about your natural hair, everything, because you do mm -hmm. have such a beautiful, thick, healthy looking head of hair. And so I just want to know a couple things. Number one, have you always worn your hair natural? Have you ever had any periods of straightening it? And then coming to present day, how do you care for it today? So I got my, when did I get my hair relaxed for the first time? I think I was 10. 
And like, it just was like, it's not that my mom was like forcing it on me. I was just like, I want to get my hair relaxed because that seemed like the thing, the to, thing do. to do. And so um, my, and then my hair, I think I relaxed it for like more than 10 years. Um, and I've always like, you know, I, I had, I have thick hair, so my hair didn't do poorly because of it. Um, but then, um, when did I start going natural? Actually, I guess I was in my, it was after tour. It was after tour, like my, my touring life was done, um, more or less. So like 23, 24. And I was like, okay, I want to do, I want to be natural. Cause like, I want to figure out how it works. And I love, I love seeing people with their natural hair. So yeah. I was like, okay, I think that I can do this and I, and I can, but it, I mean, it's, I have like sticking, I like, I could stick my hand in my hair and it won't come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> get out. so, um, so it took a long time for me to come up with like a pattern that generally works. I'm always switching between products. I was just talking to uh, Michelle West Watson the other day. And I was like, I was like, Michelle, I can't pick products. And I just keep wanting to choose new things. And then I also I have dreams where I where I in the dream, it's literally me being like, Oh, look at these inches. (laughs) Like just me. (laughs) like length checking and I'm like why is this a dream that I had like an actual dream that I've had multiple times and I'm like oh recurring length check dream recurring length check dream and I'm like is that just like a good thing (laughs) for my future is it me being very desperate I can't tell (laughs) what it is and so um but yeah I I I love my hair is thick and it looks good and I know how to like I the very least I know how to like really twist my hair and make the curls come out good so like I've I've been doing it for a long time but what I'm trying to do now is uh figure out my length retention and I need to figure it out now prior to when everything goes back (laughs) because um because if I can figure it out now then I'll still be able to grow my hair well outside of all of that um because that's the hard thing is like you know wearing wigs specifically in shows because I know how to pin my hair so that it's not going to like pull out my freaking edges but like sometimes you got people just going like like just like stabbing you in the head in the brain and then you lose all your all that progress and all the growth and all the thickness etc so um yeah it's been a it's been a um not a hard process per se but just like a, a long process to, to, to really get, get it down to like a, a science kind of, um, yeah. cause it really so is a science. Is your, is your go-to, it sounds like it might be a twist out or is it a wash and go, or is it a Bantu knot or is it a braid out? What do you like? For a while I was doing Bantus. I prefer twist outs, uh, generally speaking. Um, I cannot do a wash and go, not at this point in my life. I haven't, like I could, but like just the way that my hair goes back in on itself, I haven't found the products that would allow for me to not have the most breakage (laughs) after doing it. Um, I have a question for you. Um, You mentioned that I've not talked about Bantu knots with anybody on this show yet. And so for those who are listening who are like, what is a Bantu knot? It's like, I, 
Uh, what do they call they call them uh, uh, when the Kardashians do it? It's mini buns. Oh, <laughs> well, mini see, buns. How would you describe it? Because I haven't done it in so long. Would you say like you're twisting your hair and then doing a mini bun? <laughs> yeah, twist, 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 and then twist it around itself. So my question for you, and I don't know if you have solved this or not, but uh-huh. the last, I, it's been a while since I've done that. Um, when I take it out, I got, I get a lot of breakage on the ends of my hair. And so I stopped. That I, I mm, maybe because I'm not done twisting it too much at the very end. Well, because oh, you definitely know. need to twist it as much as I, I, right? I think you definitely need to twist it as much as possible. Maybe I can't say this like for a fact, um, but like it's possible. I find even with my twists, like my normal twist, the problem is that I'm either not cutting off the uh, the fairy knots enough or there's not enough moisture on the ends of my hair. Like I'm getting all this good moisture in like the roots and like the length of the hair. But then when it comes to the very end, I like, you just need to like dip your finger one last time into whatever it is and then go bloop, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, I, I think cause, cause I think it's that the hair on the ends, it just dries out quickly. So if you're not maintaining that moisture inside the thing, so I, I would probably, if I was doing uh, Bantu knots now, I would probably untwist, not the whole twist, but I would untwist it just to twist it back into the Bantu again with some cream or uh, oil product, whatever, to twist it back again, just so it gets something every few days. interesting yeah you mentioned fairy knots and people are like what's fairy knots it's like the knots at the end it's i don't know like single strand knots like when when the hair goes like curls around itself and makes its own knot and that's like just a single strand knot fairy knot that's what a fairy knot because it feels like a small tinkerbell is in your hair (laughs) (laughs) and there's nothing else to do but kind of like yank it out at that point right but don't but don't yank it because if you yank it that causes more breakage on that strand so when i see them i cut them like oh. right 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 at, right at the um uh where it meets the rest of my hair nice. just put it right there so then you still maintain the whole strand and then you get a clean cut and it's not just going to split into split ends and, and fray and stuff and yeah and create more knots Ooh, okay i love that okay and you said you didn't have like a favorite product right now do you the only product that I love, love right now is the TGIN um, deep conditioner honey mask thing. Oh. It's so good. Like every time, like I, I, I have like four deep conditioners right now and I kind of alternate between them. But the TGIN one, when I put it in my hair the first time and when I got out of the shower, I was like, am I? Am I? Am I? We love this. I love so, so like that that is my favorite uh singular product that I have and then of course like there are various oils that I love but that's like my favorite uh brand name product that I currently have right now I'm about to I'm gonna go on, on a cholesterol journey soon and see what that does to my hair Interesting. but I've seen, I've seen really good things about like hair cholesterol and like as a deep conditioning mask and it's a part of people's like deep hydration methods and um, I want to try this, the, the clay mask that everyone's like really, that's been really popular where you take like, it's like Aztec, I can't remember the name of it. It's like Aztec something clay. You can literally get it in Walgreens. I found it in Walgreens, but um, you mix it with apple cider vinegar and make a paste 
and then you run it through detangled hair and it just strips your hair of every bad anything that might be there and just leaves you with like a really clean slate to like then put product on. Interesting. So. Okay. It, okay. I'm like, I wonder how that would feel before I let you go. What makes you feel seen? And this is a question I'm asking, like if you were to walk into an audition, Zuri Mm -hmm. and any audition or starting rehearsals for a new show, what could whoever the people in the room do before you get there that would make you feel seen? Or maybe while you're in the room, anything, this could be anything. What makes you feel seen? I think what makes me feel seen is when people see the me that not the not necessarily the me that, that I want them to see not not the performative me but they see like the real me and I can tell that they see that because they say something things that I things that I think have disappeared from me or things that have not uh made themselves known in a long time and someone said you have such a kind spirit. And I'm like, no one's called me kind in a long time or no one's called me, you know, warm or, you know, cause I have uh, in my life and in my career, I've had to not be those things in order to accomplish certain things. And so when people can see the me, I, I, I want to be, that makes me feel seen and it it disarms me. And Mm -hmm that's a good thing um, because then I feel less like I am a robot product that's trying to sell myself. And then I can be more the authentic Zuri Washington that uh, can light up a room and that can light up. You do light up a room. What do you mean? It's hard for me. It's hard for me to feel that like on it, like when the grind is, when the grind is going and it's just like every day is kind of a slog and I'm like, okay, 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 whatever, whatever. But then I walk into a room or not even for an audition per se, but someone's like, Oh my God, Zuri, I saw you in this show like six years ago. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and they're like, Oh yeah. And you talk to me afterwards at the stage door. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And like, so like those kind of like small, small things matter more to me than like the big ticket items, like the big ticket items pay my bills, but they don't feed my spirit. So. Amen. Amen. Y'all Zuri Washington. Thank you for joining me today. Always my pleasure. You are so beautiful from the inside out. And I'm so glad I got to like hang out with you (laughs) for, for a little while tonight. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, girl. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know 
what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.